Hello and welcome to Hot Guy Nation. This is Hotcast, your Iowa football, basketball, and recruiting podcast brought to you by Go Iowa Awesome and Rivals.com. I'm your recruiting analyst for the site and host, Elliot Clough, at Elliot Clough on Twitter. I'm joined by Adam Jacoby and Ross Binder. Ross, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Is it Binder or Bender? Binder. Oh, there we go. Okay, here we go. We've been working together for six months and just figured it out because we started a <laughs> podcast. Ross Binder uh, here, uh, the publishers at iowa.rivals.com. This is our introductory pod. So excited to finally get this going. Scratch that itch that uh, we've had since since we really got going with Rivals. And a uh, quick background on, on us before we get started. Uh, like I said, I'm Elliot. Last gig was you and I Insider. Uh, for for a different company, made uh, the flip to Go Iowa Awesome in January. Loving it so far. Very excited about what is ahead of us. Uh, and yeah, I, again, covering all that stuff on Iowa.Rivals.com. You can check out our stuff there, premium subscription as well. Get you some great insider information there. Adam, tell us a little bit about you as as we're starting here. Our, our head man there at Go Iowa Awesome. That's right. Uh, I am Adam Jacoby. Uh, that's Jacob with an I at the end. Uh, Elliot, I'll do you one better. Uh, I've been writing with Ross for literally over a decade. And if you had asked me how to pronounce his last name right now, like a minute ago, I would have gotten it wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> did you guys no. know how to pronounce my last name prior to this? Uh, I, I would have guessed incorrectly on that one too. Yeah. I, it's in my Twitter bio guys. It's in my Twitter bio. <laughs> Come on. It's 2023, baby. Fuck. Who reads bios? So, Adam, go ahead. Uh, So, I have uh, been writing about the Hawkeyes in uh, some form or another for over uh, 15 years. Uh, That also includes uh, writing about the Big Ten at uh, CBSSports.com and BleacherReport.com. I even go back to the Daily Iowan. Uh, covering women's rowing in 2001. Yeah, and even before that, the uh, the Hawk's Nest on easyboard.com back when everything on the internet was free. Like, it, it was the most, like, bare-bones message board you've ever seen, and I loved it, and I miss it. So uh, I don't know if we can get quite that back on Go Iowa Awesome, but if we can get those vibes back, I, I think that is going to be a step in the right direction. So... Uh, that's my history. And uh, Mr. Binder, uh, how about a little bit about you? Yeah, I've been, uh, like Adam said, I've been working with him for over a decade. I think it's about 14 years at this point. Um, started out at Lockhart Gold Pants, and uh, then we made the move over to Go Iowa Awesome, uh, but the pre-Rivals days. And then uh, as of January, you know, now we're Rivals. So very excited to be with Adam and uh, and Elliot and definitely looking forward to this football season and uh, everything that's coming up for you guys. Of course, we caught a little bit of, of the bowl season at the end. Obviously, I'm not Iowa's, Iowa's bowl game and uh, the, the Hawkeye fan base had definitely moved on to basketball at that point in time. Wrestling going on, of course, but this is our first full swing of, of football season coming at us. And boy, I am excited to not only cover prep uh, football, but but be in Kinnick Stadium in the fall as well. We'll talk about things as they progress, recruiting wise, and and on the on the field at, at Kinnick at Duke Slater Field as things uh, move forward. But for right now, it's it's off season time. We're talking about some really fun stuff with recruiting, especially the 2024 class 
and uh, the the uh, Big Ten Media Days coming up here soon, which of course I will be at. I'm very excited about that. But but a ton of great stuff ahead of us today on this episode of Hotcast, and we want to start with that that news uh, that 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 took place today. DJ Vonami out of Western Iowa, another Northwest Iowa kid. Yeah, is is this Carroll count as Northwest Iowa? Yes. Eh. Yeah, I Western mean, Iowa. Yeah, West Central. Okay, <laughs> if, I'm if, from. If we North want to really split hairs here, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm from Northwest Iowa, uh, Cooper DeGene country. So, and Carroll isn't too far away, so we'll, we'll count it. But uh, DJ Vonami committing to Iowa as a preferred walk-on with FCS offers. What do you guys think? Takeaways of this signing. Obviously, I'm the recruiting analyst, so we'll, we'll go with me eventually. But I want to hear what you guys had to think. Um, and and after you've seen what I what I put together, some of his film, et cetera, we'll start with we'll start with Ross. Go ahead, Ross. Yeah, I'm a sucker for these guys um, that these small school guys that do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, he passes, he runs, he plays defense. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of potential with those guys. Usually, they're they're always great athletes. Um, and once they're in college, they can usually hone in on you know one or two things instead of having to do six things. Uh, and a lot of times it seems like those guys, once they really get to focus, uh, you know, they just get even better. So I'm really intrigued to see what, uh, what they do with him when he gets to Iowa city. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree, Ross. The, uh, obviously when you look at this guy's tape, uh, and his throwing motion doesn't really leave a whole lot to be desired. Like if an Iowa quarterback is dropping back and fighting with the ball like that, you're going to be a little bit worried. Uh, if a tight end throws like that on a trick play, you're going to be a little, uh, you know, that's that's sort of what you expect out of him. Uh, but size-wise, you know, we're talking about a 6'4", 200 kid with, you know, just off the eyeball, looks like someone who could get up to 220, 230 pretty easily. Uh, athleticism, speed-wise, um, you know, I, I for a preferred walk-on, that's, that's that's about what you want. Uh, obviously, uh, prospects like this, PWOs, you know, the, the hit rate on those, if it's even 20%, you're feeling great as a head coach. Uh, so, and would I put his chances of breaking into uh, the two deeps at 20%? Yeah, probably, you know, because like Ross said, this is a guy who, you know, especially when you're playing small town Iowa football, your best athletes are the guys that you just keep piling stuff on their plate because that gets you the best chance to win. You send them to Iowa City, you send them to Kinnick Stadium, you're going to be asking him to do one thing at best. And, and so it's it's going to be a change of focus like Ross mentioned. Uh, but it looks like the tools are there for him if, you know, if everything pans out, if he's got... Um, you know, he hops into an Iowa strength and conditioning program and turns into a freak. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that more than a couple times. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's in his cards, maybe not. But uh, it, as far as a low risk, high reward sort of thing that, that most PWOs are, I think uh, this is a perfect example right here. So Hawk fans, you know, we're, we're not going to ask you to get too fired up about a walk on, but um you know, this this has always been Kirk Ferentz's M.O. Sometimes it pans out and, you know, at 20 percent of the time, you're feeling great about that. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. And I, I think uh, we might see a future contributor here. 
You know what's most telling about where he's from? In his highlight film, there's a grain bin in the background. Not a water tower like a Kinnick Stadium. There's a grain bin right back there. And I ran track on uh, around that football field where he was playing when I was in high school at M- Maple Valley Antonoto. I think they're M-V-A-O-C-O-U now <laughs> is the name of their school district. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I go ahead, Ross. I say I saw that in the highlight too, and I smiled because I'm <laughs> yeah. from small town, northwest Iowa, and uh, yeah, just seeing that you know grain silo there, it's like yeah, that is quintessential small town Iowa right there. Is it doesn't get more small town Iowa than that? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm playing but, at uh, I I played one year at Cornell College D three. I uh, was not good. Just want to be clear about that. Not good at football, but you know, I, I was there and uh, our practice field in, in stately Mount Vernon, Iowa uh, was right next to a cornfield. And uh, there was also a, a set of train tracks literally right by the stadium. And they were active to a point where people were keeping track of what Cornell's record was when they were, when the tr- uh, train passed eight times during the game, as opposed to nine times during the game. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, Adam, you win. only All in right. D three, <laughs> only in D three, only in Iowa. Like that is it. it it's all very familiar. <laughs> 100%. So in, in regards to Vonami, before we move forward here as, as recruiting analyst at, at go Iowa. Awesome. I, I like what I saw from his film. Again, you, you take it with a grain of salt because of the level of competition. I've also seen him in person at the state track meet running the 100 and 200. He placed eighth in the state in his first year in track this last season in, in the 100. Or I am 11 to 8, I believe, or 11 to 7 is his PR. So he's not going to bl- you know blow your doors off with speed. Um, he's he's going to be a kid that, I, I mean, in watching him, in looking at his film from this last season, I looked at him and I said, that's a preferred walk-on. He's, he's probably not going to be a scholarship kid, but – yeah, what this is this, no absolutely not this is this is partially the cooper DeGene effect right this kid who can do everything obviously not not quite to the level that cooper was because he was a state champion in football not once but twice five-time state track champion threw it down to the best of them in in basketball but bonami is kind of a a, a I, I you hate to say lower tier but when it's compared to cooper DeGene, it's fair you know a, a lower tier cooper DeGene, as he was doing it all on the basketball court for for kemper catholic um i think if i remember right i don't have it in front of me but average 9.2 points six rebounds per game 2.2 steals 1.3 blocks so he's all over the basketball court as well obviously high level track athlete too um, and, and so when you look at a guy like that, I also got to see him a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit at Iowa State's prospect camps uh, just a few weeks ago in, in June. I believe he camped at safety, safety or linebacker. I, I want to say safety. He plays safety on the defensive side of the, uh, the field for, for Carroll. Um, and he camped at Iowa at tight end. They like what they saw from him. Obviously, they, they signed Hoffman and Burt already, so they extended that preferred walk-on opportunity. He has the FCS offers. And high-level FCS programs. You look at the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and he had three offers. That's that's the SEC of the FCS, if you will. Um, and then also a group of five, Colorado State, who has kind of fallen off, but they're working on getting back up there. They are a group of five program and uh, traditionally pretty pretty solid, if I do remember correctly. But 
I, I think it's a great preferred walk-on position. You wouldn't love it if it was a scholarship, but I mean, you already got Burt and you already got uh, Hoffman coming in. Hoffman expectations are already starting to get high. Uh, Ross, you were really excited about him. You wrote about him in that that article that we put forth, uh, I believe it was a couple of days ago, but I like it. I like it a lot. I, I think he's he has that speed. He has that build to to gain. He has the frame to gain that weight, like you mentioned, Adam. And so I I, I like the signing. Um, I and I, I think it's it's like you mentioned that twenty percent. That's all you need for a preferred walk on. That's all you need. And to add on top of Graham Eben and Trent Cake Rice, I, I I think that's how you pronounce. It. It's literally Cake Rice, but. Uh, Graham Eben, another Northwest Iowa kid, Central Lion, teammate of Zach Lutmer, teammate of Reese Vanderzee. This preferred walk-on class is starting to stack up really solid, particularly with Eben and with with Bonamy, in my opinion. I don't believe Cake Rice had in any uh, scholarship offers, but uh, it, it, he told me it appeared that you and I was working that direction, and there were a few other FCS and, and Group of Five programs that showed interest, particularly Northern Illinois. But um, I, I. I like it. I, I like the preferred walk-on class the way it's looking already. Ross, you said something uh, in our in our Slack channel just a, a few hours ago that you felt like maybe these preferred walk-on kids are, are coming in a little bit earlier than than you remember. Does that track? Did you did you end up looking that up or anything? And and Adam, do you, do you agree? Where are we at there? Yeah, I don't know. I need to do probably do a little more digging on the the data there, but it it, it just feels like normally those guys. Uh, the preferred walk-ons kind of signed on later in the process, closer to signing day. And, you know, to see three guys already uh, hopping on offer, I mean, preferred walk-on offers in summer, you know, before their senior seasons uh, is interesting. You know, I mean, it is just a walk-on. So I'm sure if a scholarship offer came along in the fall that they really wanted to take, obviously they'd, you know, they'd, they'd do that, I'm sure. But uh, it's it's interesting, you know. I, I it's maybe just indicative of recruiting as a whole, just kind of everything accelerating. I mean, Iowa's twenty twenty four class is what is it now? Nineteen twenty guys strong. Nineteen and on the scholarship side. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's just spots are getting filled up faster and faster all the time. So maybe that's even extending into the uh, the walk on uh, status now. Yeah, I wonder if because I. You know, without any hard data right in front of me right now, I can't, you know, confirm or deny. But it, it really does seem like this early in the process, you, you, we don't typically see Iowa getting uh, preferred walk-ons and especially PWOs of this caliber. Uh, you Because usually, typically, uh, at, at the very least, at the, uh, the old speed of recruiting, uh, I say old like three years ago, was ancient history, but it sort of is. Um you know, most of these sort of fringe D1 prospects, the ones that are getting, you know, the FCS offers, the uh, the Colorado States, uh, those guys typically, before they commit to paying their own way to college, want to spend as much time as possible, you know, trying to get a scholarship and the best possible scholarship. And so, you know, tying up your recruiting in a bow this far in advance so you can pay to play football, um, you know, has, has not typically been the paradigm. That all said, roster management as we know it is so much different than it was in the pre-portal days. And sometimes just having your foot in the door or, uh, you know, if you're a college recruiter to, to just say, hey, look, uh, 
we think you're a PWO candidate, you can, you know, keep looking, but we would sort of like to have your word in the fold because it has that effect of, and Elliot, you know this for sure, when kids see their friends commit, they want to start doing it too. Uh, and I know that Iowa does not have unlimited walk-on spots. I mean, they do and they don't, but the preferred, you know, if they can start to sell that scarcity, that economy of get your PWO spot while you can, that's going to change the time frame that these kids operate in too. And a lot of it, it, in going back to the portal, there's so much uh, turnover in, uh, you know, now that you don't have to have to spend that year ineligible, you know, people were jumping through that loophole anyway, but now that you get the one, so many times it's just about having your foot in the door at the program that you want to play with. And if you come from Western Iowa, North Central Iowa, Eastern Iowa, but if you, you know, you're coming from the one A's, the two A's and the three A's, ultimately you really want to play for the Hawkeyes. And there, and now I think we're starting to see that dynamic that really encourages, encourages these guys, these kids to, uh, we're a little rusty guys. We're just a little rusty. (laughs) (laughs) I had about 12 bottles of rusty. No, that's a kid. That's that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, No, but, but you, you start to see that, that paradigm change and start to, really encourage these kids to commit to walk on spots. And if they get a better uh, scholarship offer in October, November, you know, they have a good senior season that happens quite a bit more power to them. And it's not taking anything away from Iowa, except, you know, there's one more spot that they can offer, you know, the next uh, kid out of West Lion or what have you. Central Lion, however, but there is a West Lion. There is a West Lion. So anyway, I'll leave you with one quote and then we'll move on to to Big Ten Media Days here. And I'm sure, I'm not sure which one of you guys edited the piece on on Graham Eben and and Reese Vanderzee and their commitment, but clearly Iowa is getting better at extending these preferred walk-ons because this quote from LeVar Woods to Graham Eben that I'll share with you is pretty, pretty powerful. And it was... They were sitting down, and I believe it was a conversation maybe with Graham and his parents, but uh, LeVar said, Graham, what's your dream? Graham goes, to get my college paid for. And LeVar goes, that's not a dream. That's a goal. What's your dream? And Graham was like, to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And that's when it really set in for him. And I'm not saying that Graham's commitment led to Reese's commitment, but it's not like they're not connected. I mean, these it, between those two and Zach Lutmer, who was their host on the official visit, these three kids grew up together. I mean, it's, it's Central Lions not out here recruiting kids from all over Northwest Iowa. These kids have been friends since they were little. And, and having that push from LeVar Woods, who is has deep connections to Central Lion, not only having those prior friendships, these guys have been best friends for so long. They're very close. They respect the hell out of each other. But having LeVar Woods, who's one of the greatest, who's one of the best coaches in all of college football, arguably the best special teams coordinator in all of college football, say, what's your dream? And it clicks. That's, that's a moment where you've got a kid who's been a diehard Hawkeye 
and he gets to to live his dream and and possibly end up you know getting that scholarship wherever he ends up playing listed at linebacker on his commitment uh, article or his uh, commitment graphic but he he says that if he comes in at a certain weight he'll play safeties he comes if comes in at a different weight he could play linebacker depending on how much weight he gains with uh with the whole uh weight room and, and, and getting really in there uh obviously they stuff their faces at this level at a healthy degree uh to a healthy degree but that that is indicative as to where not only like we've mentioned the recruiting process is but how iowa is approaching it and so there you go. One thing that I'll add is, you know, a lot of people sort of decry the specialization of high school sports. And to a degree, I, I totally get where they're coming from. I think kids ought to play as many sports as possible, uh, broaden their athletic portfolio, so to speak, because I think it just makes them better athletes in general, makes them closer to D1 prospects. That all said, the proliferation, I, I would say, and, and the, the more easier um, availability of like really high-end specialized coaching, I think we are starting to see the benefits of kids across, like not just in metro areas, kids across America, even if you're coming from a small town. Some of that is just like you have access to uh, like drills on YouTube that, uh, you know, a high school coach in 1A would not have known a whole lot about in 1975, 85, 95. Um, you know, there's you can connect instantly with people who are experts on, um, you know, improving your athleticism, uh, improving your uh, fast twitch, uh, which, you, you know, has really been the sort of the knock on, uh, let's just say it, kids coming out of Iowa, uh, for so long, uh, like how, Oh, they're only playing one a, you know, they're only playing two a, well, Cooper DeGene, you know, played one a, and, uh, he did all right. And, and I think a big part of that is because coming from a smaller town in Iowa is not the bubble that it used to be and the limiting bubble at that, that it used to be 20 years ago. And so this, this like bed, of kids that come up, know how to work hard, know how to do, you know, their, uh, their chores on the farm or, you know, in, on the, uh, the acreage or, or what have you, um, you know, they are not, we're, we're not talking about these kids as like, you know, maybe the next big thing for D3, you know, the, you know, Loris is next all American. Um, you know, these are kids who, despite not playing in SEC country, despite not coming from Chicago or the Chicagoland area, uh, are figuring out ways and, you know, have access to ways to get them playing at a D1 level. And all of a sudden, Iowa has been sitting on these connections with local coaches that they've, you know, Kirk Ferentz's staff in particular, has been cultivating for decades decades and now all of a sudden these coaches aren't like well I'm, i might have one kid who might you know if you squint might be a pwo now the state of iowa it's not uncommon to have them cranking out eight nine ten legit d1 like they, they're not all gonna go power five but like 
10 legit D1 prospects coming out of the state of Iowa. And if you've been around Hawkeye recruiting long enough to remember, I'm, I'm not even talking about the 80s. I'm not, a, you know, <laughs> or the 90s. I'm not talking about T. White. Even 15 years ago, the notion that you would be getting 10, like a dozen D1 prospects out of the state alone, you'd be like, that's the greatest uh, class that we've seen come out of the state in a generation. And now it's like, yep, yep. So, you know, I, I'm not going to chalk this up all to some grand master plan by Kirk Ferentz to like harness the democratization of, um, you know, specialized coaching or anything like that. But, but I do think that Iowa has benefited very much um, from being able to leverage those contacts, leverage these kids who are learning how to be D1 athletes in a way that they were not a generation ago. Seven in total in the 2024 class for that are on scholarship. Uh, Ten if you include the preferred walk-ons all from Iowa. So shaping up well. Seven Already. of the 19 commits. Yeah, yeah. Seven of the... That, of the... That's just going to keep going up as we get closer to signing day, too. And, and again, like seven by itself would have been amazing 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And high level. High level kids, Cody Fox, Cam Buffington, Derek Weisskopf, they jump off the page. These, I mean, obviously, uh, Cody Fox is already a four star, but Weisskopf and Buffington could get there too, for sure. I think they will. Uh, Buffington, yeah. maybe not just because coaches haven't, like, there hasn't been a coach interested in recruiting him since 2021. Because <laughs> he right. was like, yep, right. Iowa, that's it. Bye. Bye, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Cody so, Fox is the same, but he was already a four star. So, yeah. So, so, so we'll see. And, and the, the transverse of that, or the, the something verse of that is uh, Grant Bricks, who, you know, is not one of those, like, just get committed right away. Now he's got offers from, I don't know, Alabama. <laughs> and, and again, like that is. Oregon, Oklahoma, like yeah. the list, L I think LSU's in there. Yeah. But he is down to four in Alabama, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Kansas State. Yeah. So. And, and that's an offer list that you used to only see from an Iowa kid maybe once every 10 years, maybe once a decade. And and now it's and Cody Fox of... would be right there, too, if, if he hadn't committed early. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Notre Dame was in there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's look ahead now. Uh, not quite quite uh, quite ahead as 2024, but in just a couple of weeks, Big Ten Media Day is happening in Indianapolis. Like I said, I will be there. Very much looking forward to that. But I will, will send Cooper DeGene, Luke Lachey, and Noah Shannon, along with head coach Kirk Ferentz, to Indianapolis. I wrote a little bit uh, about it on the iowa.rivals.com website. Go Iowa Awesome if you want to check it out there. Some small thoughts on on sending them, but but more so a look at, at Cooper, Luke, and Noah. Now, of that group, the way I looked at it, I thought about adding to this this to the article, but I didn't. I, I broke down a little, at least internally, broke down a little bit as to why I thought each of them was selected. Cooper, obviously, uh, he's going to be on All American Watch. There's a reason we included him in that possible All American art article just. Uh, a couple weeks ago for the fourth. And then you look at Luke Lachey, 
He was one of the positives, one of the few positives from last year's offense, and he stuck around. Obviously, Sam Laporta going on to the NFL. And then you look at Noah Shannon, kid who's been around for five years, knows the ins and outs of the Iowa defense. The first question that comes to mind when you're looking at it from the outside is, how do you, how do you uh, well, even some of the local guys have asked, and it's a fair question, how do you maintain that high level of, of play on the defensive side of the field, especially after losing Riley Moss, after losing Jack Campbell, Lucas Van Ness, uh, Kayvon Merriweather, etc. So there's all these talking points that the media can go with. Obviously, Kirk went, oh, these are my guys. We're taking them. You know, <laughs> They weren't about to send Cade McNamara there because he's a first-year Hawkeye. He's coming in as a transfer. So I don't know if you guys had any thoughts, extra thoughts, maybe even after reading my article, after what I just said regarding who the Hawkeyes are sending in Lachey, DeGene, and Shannon. Uh, Adam, it looked like you raised your hand there. You, sir, you may speak. Yeah, I, I, I think we it's okay to be disappointed that Cade McNamara is not going to be there, but for it, you know, the more, you know, Kirk Ferentz, the, the more you could sort of so, see this sort of thing coming. Uh, I think we'll see him next year, uh, provided he's not off in the NFL. Uh, but like we're, we're talking about a first year QB. Uh, it's, it, they are sold on him all the way, but looking back, I, I don't think Kirk has ever sent a first year player to, um, media days and you know let alone one who's transferred from in conference yeah yeah the, uh, everybody would eat that alive at media days yeah it, look what we got nah, 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 nah. Yeah. right <laughs> and uh you know it, it's it's not like um you know michigan's hurting at qb you know it's it's not like they're stuck with jj mccarthy or anything like that but uh it's you know i i don't think it's ever been part of uh ference's mo to bring a first-year player to uh, media days doesn't really surprise me that much. It would surprise him if you don't see him next year, uh, provided he's you know in good standing. And I, I really, <laughs> I'm extremely confident that he'll stay in good standing. Um, and and ultimately, like they're they're sending three guys, uh, Dejean, Lachey, Shannon, who are as aces with reporters as you can get. You know, like like you said, the, these guys are high level athletes. Great, um, and you know, I was always going to send high level athletes, just like every other school is going to send high level athletes. But, you know, but at the same time, you mentioned Kayvon Merriweather, uh, great safety. You know, a, a Phil Parker safety all the way. Would you argue that he was one of the three best players on the team last year? No, they brought him to media days because he's Kayvon Merriweather and like one of the most. Um, charismatic, um, easy to talk to guys. Like he, he won the, um, uh, the, Oh, who did they name the award after the media award that, that Iowa I'm drawing a blank and it's going to kill. I know he won the award. I couldn't tell you what the award is called. (laughs) And, And it was, it was not a controversial selection either. Like you bring guys to media days that are going to make it useful for the media enjoyable for the media vice versa you you want three guys who are going to want to be there and uh this this looks like as good of a class as you could ask for out of this um roster this season's team fully fully think so ross yeah i mean it's not surprising selections when you know like the history of who ference brings to you know media days it's always guys with a lot of equity in the program a lot of experience 
Um, you know, they've paid their dues. Uh, they they know what they're doing. Uh, they're also not going to say any. They're not going to provide any locker room material to any opponents. You know, they're not going to say anything off the cuff that leads to like you know a tweet storm from the reporter from Indiana or something. You know, it's just they're not going to do that. So and it's they're fine. I think they'll they'll do well, and uh, it'll be good to see you know hear what Cooper has to say. I think everyone is excited for also started on Cooper. Um, yeah, I think the one player that I wish was going, uh, that kind of chalks all the boxes or, you know, checks all the boxes, um, and can provide really entertaining quotes and he's got a great accent, but Tory Taylor, I mean, senior punter, you know, hallowed position at Iowa, uh, you know, talk about all American potential. Like he's certainly, uh, right up there. So, you know, I don't, if he had been selected, I don't think anyone would have been remotely upset with that. And uh, he he would have been a fun a fun quote I'm sure at media days but you know he'll be at Iowa media days so we can talk to him there. Having had the experience that I've had thus far with football media availability, there's three guys that that I look forward to talking with that I I think would have been that Kayvon Merriweather role. I I wrote them down, but it's not the end of the world that that they weren't available that they weren't sent because we get to speak with them fairly frequently. But Logan Lee. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Jay Higgins and Rusty Feth. And Rusty's only been made uh, available to the entirety of the media one time. Obviously, we got that exclusive interview at spring at the spring game, which, again, you can check out uh, if you're a premium subscriber on uh, iowa.rivals.com. Uh, Rusty's just your quintessential Midwest offensive lineman where he's got the big beard and he'll maul you on the football field, but just a teddy bear. Love talking to that dude. I talked with him once and then I saw him at this last media days in June and I had previously talked to him once in March and we made eye contact. I didn't talk to him because I didn't need to, but it was like, what's up? How's it going, man? You know, it was just very pleasant. Logan, super friendly kid, Jay, always willing to talk uh, talk football. And, and I, I'm really excited to see all three of those guys on the football field. But um, obviously the Cade thing, Cade has made plenty available here in, in Iowa City as well too for, for the local guys. And to throw them, throw them to the uh, quote-unquote wolves at, at a Big Ten media day I think is, is unnecessary. He talks to us a lot. Um, and they could have done the same thing with Eric All. They're – Definitely, we're not going to do that with Caleb Brown because he is young and he's also a transfer. Um, and so, and he's also an in state or not an in state, an in conference transfer, too. So, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all by the list. I think it all makes sense. I, I, and we haven't even been able to talk to Caleb Brown yet as uh, Iowa media. And I haven't, I haven't talked with Eric all yet either. Um, and that's just by happenstance, but, um, yeah, and I haven't talked with Luke Lachey either, so I'm looking looking forward to talking with Luke. And Noah was actually, I believe, if not the first player I talked to in this position, he was one of the first. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be really fun. I'm so excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to the fact that I don't have to drive like I did for the UND Mega Camp. But um, yeah, any other thoughts? Uh, anything anything else that you guys wanted to address on on either topics that we hit today before we get out of here? Before we let uh, the folks get on with their with their Friday and and their weekend, uh, I don't think so. The uh, I, I think that we're going to get some some good content out of Media Days. You know, we 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 talk about guys that are you know 
Kirk's guys, and and I think all three of these qualified. But the way that we've been talking about them can sort of come across as uh, polite ways of saying that they're going to say boring and safe quotes. And I, I wouldn't quite go there. Safe, sure, but not boring. Uh, Kayvon Merriweather is sort of the perfect example of that. Um, you know, once once you have some level of familiarity with these guys, you know, ultimately we're talking about, you know, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds. You know, they they know how to entertain themselves pretty easily. And uh, when, you know, you're, you're making them talk to reporters for, you know, four five, six hours for a day, you know, thankfully it's only going to be one day for each of these athletes, but you know, you get a little bit stir crazy, you get a little bit jokey. Um, and so I, I, I think they're going to make it fun for themselves in, in a safe way. Like I, <laughs> this isn't a code for anything, but um, I, I think that, uh, and I, I, I do trust the rest of the Iowa B writers to also, you know, know how to get it out of them as well. So I, I think we're, we're gonna, we're in for a pretty fun experience one way or the other. We're definitely going to get that level of, um, you know, sort of letting their proverbial hair or, or beards down uh, as the case may be at Iowa media days too. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, our our readers, our subscribers, and really Iowa fans in general, uh, getting to know these guys, getting to um, you know see them as people, uh, laugh alongside them, uh, and and to some extent uh, alongside us as well. Uh, but I, I I really really enjoy every time I go to media days, and uh, I, I think this one's going to be uh, a lot of fun, pretty informative, and um, you know hopefully we get a few choice quotes uh for for locker rooms coming out of other athletes if we don't get them out of iowa precisely looking forward to it we'll wrap it up here once again folks thanks so much for tuning in to this inaugural episode of Hotcast, uh your iowa basketball football and recruiting podcast from rivals iowa.rivals.com and go iowa awesome i am elliot clough at elliot clough on twitter we got adam jacoby and ross a binder binder here on with us uh, recording the first episode. Before you get out of here, head over to our website. We got great content there for you, free and premium, but the premium stuff, so much better. And that includes, we're going to be getting you video content. We're going to be getting you so much more as the season comes forth including premium content for our podcast. So stay tuned for that. Once again, this was Hotcast brought to you by iowa.arrivals.com. Bye, everybody.